The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Today, the National Energy Board delivered its reconsideration report to the Government of Canada on the Trans Mountain Expansion Project. The report contains an overall recommendation that the Trans Mountain Expansion Project is in the Canadian public interest and should be approved. The NEB will impose 156 conditions on the project if it is approved. And we have made 16 new recommendations to the Government of Canada. You've been listening to Robert Steedman, the National Energy Board's Chief Environment Officer. If you've just turned on the radio today, big news for the province of Alberta, big news for the province of, or for, for the country of Canada, the National Energy Board recommending once again that the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion be approved for construction. Now, the NEB says the risks to southern resident killer whales and the increase in greenhouse gas emissions that will result from the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion are justified in light of its benefits. These considerable benefits include increased access to diverse markets for Canadian oil, jobs created across Canada, the development of capacity of local and Indigenous individuals, communities and businesses, direct spending on pipeline materials in Canada, and considerable revenues to various levels of government. The NEB's reconsideration hearing specifically examined the impacts of project-related marine shipping related to the application of the Canadian Environmental Assessment Act 2012 and the Species at Risk Act, as per the government's direction to the NEB in September 2018. The NEB has completed the reconsideration within the 155-day timeline required by the Government of Canada. If the project is approved by the government, the company must comply with 156 conditions covering a wide range of matters, including emergency preparedness and response, protection of the environment, consultation with affected Indigenous communities, socioeconomic matters, pipeline safety and integrity, commercial support for the project prior to construction, and financial responsibility on the part of the company. So as you just heard, 16 new recommendations in addition to the 156 conditions the NEB had uh, proposed in its previous recommendation. Lots of folks waiting for news on this today, including Tim McMillan, the president and CEO of the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers. Tim, thanks for joining us. Good afternoon. Uh, First off, uh, you know, your reaction. Uh, As I said, you must have been waiting for this and you must be pleased. Yeah, no, we most certainly are. frustrated that we're at this point now when this project was supposed to be under operations mm. uh, by this point. But it's essential that we got the outcome that we did. And uh, we now have to have the federal government uh, conclude their consultation so we can get this back on track. Were you expecting this today? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that that was the frustrating part that the National Energy Board had done a scientific and thorough review of this project and had already said it was in the nas- national interest. Um, 
expanding the scope uh, around the pieces they did, we didn't feel was going to have a material uh, change to that, but we needed to go through the process, and they did. So, of course, this uh, starts that uh, clock on a 90-day period for the federal government to decide whether the project should proceed or not. The federal government has has uh, is not being committal in any way about the 90-day timeline, uh, suggesting that it could take longer than that. How do you think that's going to play out, Tim? You know, I actually saw a, a press release that the government put out here just uh, late this afternoon, mm where Minister Sohi acknowledges the 90 days and mm-hmm. that they're working to try and meet that timeline. Well, fingers crossed. That's so, Absolutely. Um, uh, you know, we all think, you know, with the, the investment that uh, the government has put in this, like the four and a half million buying, or four and a half billion of buying the pipeline, y- you'd think that this is going to go ahead. You have to be optimistic, Tim. Yeah, you really do. It uh, It's frustrating it's taken this long. And the fact that the federal government canceled Northern Gateway mm. and canceled Energy East, this is the last game in town to get to yeah. one of our coasts. Do you think it will have uh, any implications, what happened today, and this, uh, you know, what's going to unfold over the next uh, three months on, on those other projects that have been canceled? Um, I think that the bigger challenge is Bill C-69. Okay, that let's talk about that. Currently in the Senate, if it passes in its current form, um, there will be no new major project come forward. The pipeline companies have been very clear about that. Okay, yeah, so you believe it's currently just unworkable right now, the way it is? Uh, uh, we really do. I presented to the Senate earlier this week and uh, was very blunt about uh, the challenges we see in that bill and the fact that it needs to be fixed for the benefit of Canada. So, Tim, what, did, what feedback did you get uh, from that? Um, You know, my understanding is that the Senate is going to do hearings across the country, that uh, there are some in the Senate that uh, are working very hard to get the changes that are needed. Um, And all we can do is contribute our expertise Mm -hmm. to that work. And we keep it up. Yeah, Tim McMillan, the president and CEO of the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers. As we've been telling you, the NEB has recommended once again that the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion be approved for construction. So again, the message that you're delivering, I guess, is just simply urgency. Let's get going with this um, with the understanding that the the consultation with uh, the Indigenous communities has to take place because you don't want to screw that up again. No, that's right. And the the second message is to Canadians. Mm. Let's take nothing for granted. Let's mm. be uh, involved in talking to the federal government, ensuring they understand the urgency, because uh, it's very helpful when Canadians are also echoing that message. Well, and, you know, we've heard uh, that message kind of loud and clear recently. What, ins- what assurances are you looking for from the government? How will you continue to press the government that this project will go forward, Tim? Um, I, I think that... Uh, what we saw today about uh, trying to stay consistent with the 90-day prescribed timeline Mm -hmm. is important. Um, It is going to continue to be challenging, but every day that this pipeline isn't in operation is tens of millions of dollars coming mm-hmm. out of the pockets of Canadians, and yeah. that is unacceptable. Absolutely, and what do you, you know, the folks that are sitting there just waiting, chomping at the bit to get back to work, you know, we hear it every day on this radio station, through phone calls, through texts, you name it, people saying, okay, you know what, uh, we're hurting and we're hurting bad right yeah. now. What do you tell them? You know, it, all, all of us have a role to continue to keep the pressure up on, on our governments, because just sitting back on our hands isn't going to do it. Mm-hmm. And that frustration that those, those folks are feeling, it's real. I think uh, we're all feeling it. 
and um, we owe it to each other to keep pushing. Boy, it should should it would be uh, awesome to have the uh, shovels back in the ground sometime. Uh, well, this summer by fall. Absolutely. Tim McMillan, thank you for joining me this afternoon. Thank you very much. All right, that's Tim McMillan out of Calgary this afternoon, the president and CEO of the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers. So you heard it, uh, optimistic uh, about this, but saying that we have to continue to, uh, that he's urging Canadians to continue to use their voices to push for this. Um, we were talking about that 90-day timeline. Um, so he, uh, Natural Resources Minister, uh, Emerjeet Sohi from Edmonton, of course, you know that, was on with uh, Ryan Jesperson this morning. He, it, it was a little frustrating. If you were listening to that, it was a little frustrating. I know I was sitting there yelling at my uh, at my computer saying, just answer the question already. We want, we want to know. But what they are saying is, um, and you just heard uh, Tim say it, you know, trying to work within that 90-day timeline, but again, they can't rush it and screw it up again. Um, they have to make sure that the consultations um, are done properly and um, and yeah done properly and correctly and then they move from there what I'm saying is that uh, the uh, the work that we have done uh, puts us in a strong position to make that decision within the uh, NEB's le- legislative time frame of 90 days. At the same time, the only way to move forward on this project is to ensure that we have adequately fulfilled our duty to consult with Indigenous communities, which is a constitutional obligation of the Crown to fulfill. And that is Natural Resources Minister Amarjeet Sohi he who was uh, on with Ryan Jesperson this morning. Again, uh, this report today, this report of uh, from the NEB that the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion be approved for, cons- for construction, um, which includes 16 new recommendations in addition to the 156 conditions it has proposed in its previous recommendation, um, is now starts the clock on this 90-day period for the federal government to decide whether the projects should proceed. Now, Tim has said that uh, a news release coming out from Sohi's office said that they are hoping to work within that, but we also know that they've been very noncommittal about that. Uh, the the uh, Premier today, Premier Notley speaking just over an hour ago uh, on the announcement. Uh, she's saying she was uh, she's pleased with the announcement because she was worried that the NEB wouldn't meet the timeline. So I am very pleased that the National Energy Board has not only reissued a recommendation for approval to the federal cabinet, but that it has done so in accordance with the timelines. So that is a positive development. A positive development and Notley saying she remains uh, optimistic on the project. Because I believe in Canadian common sense and I believe in this country. We can do big things that make a difference if we do them right and we do them in the national interest. From day one, this has been our strategy, to bring Canadians along with us, not to divide them against each other. To patiently and thoughtfully build consensus and facts, not attacks. And to unite Canadians around the need for this project. I strongly believe this is the right approach. And if we continue to take it, if we continue to speak to Canadians as fellow citizens with a shared interest in a united Canada that works for the many, not just the few, I have no doubt that we will ultimately get this pipeline built. There is more work to do, but today was a good step forward. 
a good step forward. Still a lot of work to do. Um, that's Premier Notley speaking to reporters just over an hour ago. If you have comments, I'd love to let I'd love to hear them. And at 630 you can give us a shout at four nine six zero zero six three as well. Uh, UCP leader Jason Kenny uh, speaking to reporters today. I believe it was in Calgary, and he's saying, you know what, the NDP shouldn't be doing a, a victory dance just yet. I'm not sure that they're doing a victory dance. I think uh, Premier Notley was being uh, somewhat reserved in her comments today, but here's what Jason Kenney had to say. What, what, what we do not need is the NDP giving us yet another one of their victory dances and their spiking of the football. They've done that every st- step of the way as we've gotten further and further from the completion of a coastal pipeline. Uh, you know, we have made, the NDP has made the mistake of looking at uh, this as a tactical issue rather than looking at it strategically. Uh, We are still a long way from getting completion of a coastal pipeline, but here's the real issue. We would not, we should not be so focused on one small regulatory decision on one pipeline. The reason we are is because the NDP and their ally Justin Trudeau left us holding the bag with the faint hope of one coastal pipeline because they opposed and ultimately cancelled Northern Gateway. The federal liberals killed Energy East. The NDP opposed uh, Keystone XL and joined Justin Trudeau in surrendering to Barack Obama's veto of it. And the lack of pressure on the New Democrats in Victoria helped to encourage this campaign of obstruction by the BC New Democrats and their special interest allies. So here's the point. We should not think, we should not celebrate this as some great victory. What we should do is ask ourselves, how is it that we ended up in this situation? And another point is, the only reason for this yet further delay, which led to today's NAB decision, was that U.S. funded special interests got to court to get a suspension of the the Trans Mountain expansion, and they did so uh, because... um, uh, they did so with, with three anti-development First Nations, ignoring the dozens of pro-development First Nations who want to be partners in responsible resource development, including this pipeline, to help move their people from poverty to prosperity. If elected, a United Conservative government would give real, tangible support to the majority of uh, what are pro-development First Nations, so they can get at least an equal say in the court and in Uh, the debate over our resources. That is uh, UCP leader Jason Kenney was speaking to reporters in Calgary this morning. Uh, Just before we take a break here, uh, one more clip from Premier Notley. Uh, She was asked how big of a victory she thought this was and um, well this is what she had to say. When we uh, lost the case in August, my biggest concern then was actually the NEB process. That, to me, was the process that I was worried could be dragged out much longer than it has been. And, uh, and, and so we were very concerned. We called on the federal government to take a number of different steps. They pro- chose to take this one. And so I'm pleased today that we've met that deadline. Uh, so it's a step. It's not a victory. But it is an important step because it was one of the barriers that we were most concerned about after the Federal Court of Appeals 
appeal decision. As far as uh, the time it takes to appropriately consult uh, with Indigenous people, um, the, the, it's partly defined by the decision. The decision today only amends uh, six of the 156 previous recommendations uh, or previous conditions, uh, and it makes new recommendations, most of which have already been well underway in terms of the work that's to be done. So one would think, therefore, that, that a lot of that uh, consultation and accommodation has already been underway. That being said, you can never say for sure. The Conservative government, uh, after the uh, Gateway decision, was taken uh, took over six months to approve uh, after the NEB decision. Uh, the first time round, uh, the the current uh, federal Liberal government took roughly six months. So um, that's been the practice in the past. So I can't uh, predict. What I know is that they have to get it right, and we are going to hold the federal government's feet to the fire to get Indigenous consultation, accommodation, and engagement right. They've already hired roughly 60 new staff to work on that. If they have to hire another 60 more, then they should. We have to not let it be politicized. We have to make sure we get it right so that when uh, the project starts again, which I hope will happen, uh, that it stays and going and that those shovels stay in the ground. That's what all Canadians need to see happen. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.